This episode sponsored by Skylight Frame. And now as a special offer, you can get $15 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com and enter code O-P-O-P-I-E. Your mother. Yep. I got you, bro. Big fan, guys. Big fan. Another ah! Oh my god! I'm sorry! I'm sorry! Brett Favre, is that you? <laughs> yeah, I got the Brett Favre today. Uh, hello from Greensboro, North Carolina. Have you accepted President Trump as your Lord and Savior today? Oh, good God, no. Not a fan of the Trump, not a fan of the Biden. That puts me in a very bad category because in this day and age, you need a guy. You got to support a guy. And I'm one of those dummies that uh, doesn't support uh, either guy. Uh, how's it hanging, GH? A little to the left. What a gorgeous view coming in from the TikTok. Thank you. I like my TikTokers because they're not jaded yet. I got so many jaded people on my, uh, not my Facebook necessarily, but certainly on the, on, uh, on the YouTube. Clean the cameras coming in. All right, hold on, hold on. Professional operation here. There you go. That's way better. I like the uh, I like the Vaseline on the lens look for the Facebook and the YouTubers because you know tired face this early in the morning. I mean I love being up this early and just babbling and having like my, my first cup of coffee with you guys. But th- this face wasn't made for for six thirty in the morning. Hell no. Maybe ten years ago it was. My face is more like a like an eleven thirty on. 11.30 to about 9, and then, uh, you know, everything starts going downhill again at 9, 9 o'clock at night. <laughs> and then the other big uh, the big story today is the Brittany Griner. Oh, my God, everyone's talking about the Brittany Griner. Oh, geez, depending where you fall politically, it's either a great day or a terrible day for America. What a surprise. America split down the middle again. I think, why am I even saying I think? I I wasn't part of the negotiations. We don't know all the ins and outs of the whole damn thing. But on paper, uh, it looked like a terrible, a terrible trade. You got the Brittany Griner. She goes to Russia. She should have known better. She gets caught at the airport for some lame-ass thing that we wouldn't even pay attention to here in America. Right here in America. And, uh... And all of a sudden, someone at uh, the Russian airport, they probably called Putin. They say Putin now. They probably called Putin personally and said, we got one. We're going to get Victor home. We're going to get Victor home. And they arrested her and they uh, made her life a living hell for the last nine or ten months. Uh, She was in a penal colony. She went from being in a penal colony pretty much um, uh, smashing rocks with a sledgehammer, to being on a private jet. That's, that was her life yesterday. She probably started the morning smashing rocks at a penal colony 
and her day ended with champagne on a private jet. You think you had a crazy day yesterday. Good God. But, uh, you know, Russia knew. As soon as they got Brittany Griner, they're like, we're getting our arms dealer. He's coming home, bitch. And supposedly, like, Putin knows the guy personally, and it was personal to Putin. And with all that said, um, I would assume the United States and the Joe Biden knew all that. So I don't know. I feel like they should have held out. But their spin is like, look, it was going to be all, it was going to be, uh, excuse me, it was either going to be just Brittany Griner or nothing. So we went for it and went with the Brittany Griner. But they left Paul Whelan behind. And the trade was supposed to be uh, Brittany Griner and Paul Whelan for Victor, the arms dealer, who's a bad, bad man. He used to brag that he was like the second most wanted um, to the United States behind Osama bin Laden. He's a bad, bad dude. So, of course, the right is all about it. All about it. How could you like... You know, get Brittany Griner free, but not Paul Whelan. And then the administration's like, that, 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 we had no choice. It was either that or nothing. So we went for it. So, I, I, I mean, it, it's, it, it plays into the right's hands perfectly, though. I mean perfectly. They will be yelling and screaming and babbling about this for days. But we weren't there for the negotiations. We don't know what else was uh, behind the negotiations. I have no idea. See, look, bad is coming off. Uh, TikTokers, they're like, yeah, bad trade. Yeah, on paper, it looked terrible. Absolutely terrible. You can't leave the Paul Whelan behind. And then I think we got uh, another guy that's pretty important over there. He's a teacher. Um, and they got the Brittany Griner because she's a big-time famous person. They know uh, how she feels about America from time to time. But they're like, she's a big, a big famous person. We got we to gotta grab her. We got to get her back. It's going to make this country feel good right before Christmas. We're going to do this right before Christmas for everybody. You got to call the bluff. Terrible negotiation. I mean, that's the easy... Vincent, that's the easy thing to say. You're like, you got you to gotta think past that. Obviously, on paper, it's a terrible negotiation. Of course it is. But we don't know shit about what happened behind those uh, closed doors. No idea. With the media saying how much Putin liked this Victor guy, the arms dealer, and it was personal to him, I, I do feel like, but I don't know, I wasn't in the room, I do feel like they could have held out and uh, you know, got Paul Wieland uh, thrown into that trade. And it's a trade, it's weird, man. Did you see the video of her passing Victor on a tarmac as they were going on their, on their private jets? I just find the craziness of it that she was in a penal colony smashing rocks and uh, a mere few hours later, she's, uh, she's on a private jet, probably drinking champagne. Oh, my God. Look, we're all just dummies, you know, depending on where you fall politically, you're either thinking this was a great thing or it was a bad trade. I mean, that's just how this stupid world works now. Do, do, do. Oh, wow. Look at this spin. Look at this spin. Man, we, we know how to spin. Depending on what side you fall politically, you know how to spin your shit. Guaranteed this was a Facebook page somewhere and this guy's doing a copy and paste. But with that said, uh, uh, this is the first time I'm reading this, so let's go with it. Cocaine. Cocaine is your name? God, I hope that's your real name. I hope that's your real name. 
I need to have another kid so I could call them Cocaine. Cocaine Hughes. Uh, the left could say nothing more about gun control after releasing that dude. Man, that's a solid statement. I don't think it's your statement. I'll be honest with you, Cocaine, but it's a solid statement. I'm sure I'll see that same statement a thousand times today as everyone does their copy and paste, copy and paste, copy and paste. It's not a bad point, though, man. I mean, I mean, the guy was literally trading the biggest, baddest weapons to the biggest, baddest people around the world. Um, I don't know. I mean, Brittany Griner, one last thought on this. She put America in a terrible, terrible position. She should have known better. She was a person that was going to Russia a lot. Because if you're in the WNBA, they don't pay you enough because you're not a male athlete. The female athletes get screwed out there. Well, they're not getting screwed. The people aren't watching. That's the problem. If people were watching WNBA games, then, you know, they would be able to pay their players a lot more money. But with that said, a lot of these players that are really good, they got to, like, try to make more money. And in uh, Brittany Griner's case, she was going to Russia to play basketball to make some more uh, cash. And I guess she started thinking that uh, she was a bit of a celebrity over there and they're not going to... They're not going to mess with her. But she should have known better, man, how strict they are and and how they're looking for anything to uh, detain you, especially if they know they got Victor uh, in their sights and they want Victor to come home. And all of a sudden you're walking through with the little little something something in your bag and they're like, ah, get Putin on the phone. Victor's coming home. Like I said, man, if I went to Russia... I would throw everything I own away. I mean everything. Everything. I would literally like go to the airport naked. Completely naked. With nothing. Except my passport. And I would hold my passport like this. And then I would just buy all new shit right at the airport. Just in case, you know, on the way to the airport I stepped in heroin or something with my sneakers. So I want all brand new stuff before I get on a plane to Russia. I wouldn't take any chances. God, I go on a dumb Caribbean uh, vacation and I I panic as I go through customs. And she's going to Russia all willy-nilly with just stuff in her bag. Like, you you never should say, oh, I forgot. (laughs) Oh, my God. If you're going to Russia, you should never go, oh, I forgot that I had a, a pound of weed in my bag. Oh, my bad. That's, that's on her. And she put America in a terrible position by doing all that. Da, da, da. Uh, exactly. You know the laws of the country where you're going. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. You know, there was a time I would go on these like uh, Caribbean vacations and I would uh, come back into America. And I'm like, oh, I swear this is a real thought. Some of these real thoughts I should keep to myself. There was one time, I forgot where I was coming back from. I think it was like Turks and Caicos or something. I was going through U.S. Customs. And I'm like, I was panicking as I was online. This is a true story. That they were going to ask me to recite the Pledge of Allegiance. And I would blow it in front of them. And for some reason, that would mean they could arrest me. (laughs) I swear this is the truth. (laughs) Look, I was a much younger lad. If I had to defend myself, I was a much younger lad. But that is the God's honest truth. And here's this Brittany Griner like, oh, what do I got? My, uh, what do I got? Some edibles and, uh, what, you know. No, you never should be like, oh, I forgot my bed. Cheers. 
stupid mustache mug. This mustache mug's been in my um, in my house for years. I don't know why. It's probably it was probably in my stocking one year. Probably looked at it like, oh, oh, mustache mug. Thanks, appreciate it. I just bought you a car for Christmas, but thanks. No, I'm just kidding. Um, and then I see the stupid mug on Modern Family. I guess the gay couple. One of them in real life uh, was not gay. He he did my radio show, Eric Stone Street. He is like a jock for real and completely different in person. But he did such a great job on that show. The whole world thought he was gay. Not that there's anything wrong with that. They got this uh, mug in Modern Family. So now I'm just like, ew. Because my daughter, she, she took a liking to Modern Family. So she's been watching every season. So that damn show is on my TV every goddamn day. And um, <clears throat> I hope you're allowed to say this because it has nothing to do with his, um, his preference. But the redheaded dude is so unlikable in Modern Family. I, I hate the show because of the guy. He's, he's bitchy. He seems like he's a lot of work. Seems like he needs a lot of attention. Seems like he, he needs everything to run perfectly. And every episode, his, uh, his red hair is a different color. Probably because his real hair is like uh, white. So if you watch Modern Family, check out uh, the different shades of red that this guy has. It's, it's fucking nuts. But it's the reason I hate this show. Well, that means you're... No, I just don't like the guy. He's not likable. And I know on the show he's not supposed to be, like, that likable, but he never comes across likable. Usually when you have characters like that in a TV show or movie, you know, they get a taste of being likable, but I've never seen that with this guy in Modern Family. I know that's a rant from 10 years ago. I get it. Cheers. Cheers to the mustache mug. Then Lily in Modern Family. Am I really breaking down Modern Family all these years later? Lily started out as like, uh, I don't know, some stage moms. Like, you need a kid and handed over her kid to Modern Family. And I, I'm, I'm sure that this kid wasn't old enough to make the decision herself because she was a teeny weeny thing. And then they're stuck with her. And then all of a sudden she's like, I guess I got to be an actress because my mom threw me into this TV show. Thanks a lot, mom. Maybe I would have liked to make my own decision in life. She's a terrible actress. (laughs) I hate kids in movies and TV shows. I actually like kids. Um, Not as much as other people I, uh, you know, worked with in the past. But I, I I like kids. But I don't like them. I don't, for the most part, unless you're like Macaulay Culkin, these kids in movies and TV shows just take you out of the whole damn thing. They're looking off camera awkwardly for approval from their mom, who probably has a baseball bat in her hand going, you better get your lines right or back to the basement for you. These stupid stage moms. And then their acting's off. So you're like, oh, okay, oh, that's right. This is all make-believe. You want to try to start thinking like, I don't know, you're in some kind of like fantasy world, right, Nicole Kidman, sitting in the movie theater? Checking out the movies. But uh, for the most part, kid actors are terrible and they take you out of, uh, out of the movie or the, uh, or the TV show. And this Lily in Modern Family, that's exactly what happens. Hey, what's up, W-Man? 
One of my guys up there in Indiana. You missed the sunrise? No, you didn't. It's behind the monolith. Uh, you know, we don't get the money shot this time of year because the sun rises. Look, the sun is... Oh, no, it's, it's, it's starting to poke. Yeah, the sun has risen behind the monolith. And for the next week or two, the sun literally rises right behind it and blocks the sunrise. And then, you know, it'll start peeking out again and we'll see the sun popping up over the horizon. It's just how things work, you know, because the sun rotates around the earth. (laughs) That's why I tell my kids all the time that I surrender. I surrender to this thought. We don't know shit. Because the biggest brains that lived on Earth, thought that the sun revolved around Earth. And everyone had to believe that to be true. So I think, what are we believing as true nowadays that will be shown to be completely false? So my whole thing is to walk through life surrendering to the fact we don't know shit. This episode sponsored by Skylight Frame. And now as a special offer, you could get $15 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com and enter code O-P-O-P-I-E. Holidays right around the corner. Ugh! Are you looking for a good gift idea that your parents or in-laws will genuinely love? Well, you got to try the Skylight Frame. We got uh, this gift for my in-laws last year. They absolutely love it. And a lot of you guys know I just did a trip to Aruba. Did you know while we're down there in Aruba, we were sending pictures and videos to my in-laws skylight frame. And they didn't have to do anything. They came down in the morning to start their coffee. And right there on the frame were pictures from our Aruba trip. Very easy to use. Matter of fact, I don't, I, I, you, you basically don't have to do much. Skylight Frame is a photo frame you can update instantly by email from anywhere. It sets up effortlessly in under 60 seconds. Anyone can set this up. You just plug it in. Use the touchscreen to connect to your wireless network. And bam! Enjoy! Multiple people can send photos to the frame, so it's a great way to keep large networks of friends and families in touch. It looks really nice, too. It has a black frame and white mat, so it looks like a real photo frame. And it's a bit interactive. It's got a touch screen so you can swipe through photos. And you can even tap a heart to let the person who sent the photo know you loved it. They got a couple sizes to choose from. 100% satisfaction guaranteed. And before you give it as a gift this holiday season, you could preload it with photos and videos of special moments. Look, this is perfect. You could check a name off your list right now. Listen up. Now as a special offer, you can get $15 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com, enter code O-P-O-P-I-E. That's right. To get $15 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame, just go to skylightframe.com, enter the code Opie. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E. Skylightframe.com, promo code Opie. What a good wife you would be. That's all they gave a shit about. And that song by Looking Glass, that Brandy would be a good wife someday. That's not a good song for the feminists out there. What do you mean I'm only good enough to be a good wife someday? What the hell are you talking about? I want a career just like you. I know a very small percentage understands what I'm about to say. 
a very small percentage. Uh, <laughs> they hand out they hand out uh, a pamphlet. It's a little booklet, basically, and it's for the Christmas tips for this building. And there are between thirty and forty names in this pamphlet. Shows their name, shows a picture of them. So you go, oh, I know that guy. He once helped me with uh, my luggage. And then, and then it shows the hierarchy of, of the people and what uh, de- department they work in in this building. So they expect Christmas tips. This is what I don't understand about Christmas tips. And I, and I did this my whole life, even, if, even when I wasn't making any money. You took care of me during the year. I was going to find you a little something, something at the end of the year. Think uh, garbage men, postal uh, workers that delivered your mail to your house back in the day. Uh, I don't know. Maybe your hair cutter. Um, and you would just hand out money. Because you're like, you know what? This person was really cool to me this year. And I want to give him a little something at the end of the year for the holidays. But that's not the deal anymore. They hand out a pamphlet. 30 or 40 names and faces in this damn thing. What they do, and they fully expect that you give money to everybody on that list. Over the years, don't mind uh, Facebook and YouTube, I'm uh, cleaning my camera lens. Um, Very casual here. If you're new, this is very, very casual. I like it this way. Over the years, uh, it has cost me thousands of dollars every year for Christmas tips for people I barely know. And most of these guys are in the union too. And I'm not saying I don't want to give Christmas tips. I just don't like the fact that it's so obviously forced upon everyone. There's a giant box in the lobby. Christmas tips go here. And then, you know, begrudging. I swear to you, begrudgingly, uh, people that live in this building, you know, because they don't want to be fucked with if they don't give anything. They, they walk to the box with a stack of envelopes that are, are like this thick and put it in the box. Oh, my. See, because if it was up to me, I would, I would put a couple thousand. Not even a couple. No. Probably a thousand. Maybe a little more. A thousand dollars in my pocket. And I would just hand them out in, uh, in December. Like, yeah, you were cool. Yeah, I want to take care of you. Yeah. But even the people that are not nice to you, they fully expect their Christmas tip. And then um, half the people, after the Christmas tips are given out, think uh, coming back for uh, the new year, they'll thank you. Half of the people will thank you. The other half will not thank you because they know it was expected. And it's what you need to do to live here. (laughs) It's so crazy. It's awkward, too. Yeah, right on, TikTok. It is. Because it's phony. It's like you're holding me up for this money and now you're thanking me for it. At least they pull off their white glove and they give you a handshake. And others, they won't thank you. And they probably think, oh my God, that's all he gave me this year. I would love to take, let's say, two to $3,000 and actually give people in my life that could really use the money. I saw one of the saddest things in recent memory over the weekend. I don't even know if I want to bring everybody down. We have neighbors out there at the beach. Yeah. And um, they're really, really good to us. They live out there full time. They watch our house. Um, 
the husband is, uh, well, he's ex, let's just put it this way. He's, uh, he's ex-law enforcement. Uh, they have a lovely family. It's him, his wife, and uh, their son, who's now in college. And uh, they got this beautiful, beautiful dog. This gorgeous, gorgeous dog. And my dog, when we, when we got Doggy about three years ago and brought him home from, uh, where, where did we get the dog? Uh, North Carolina. Uh, as a puppy, my dog looked at, looked at this older dog as its mother and was obsessed with it. Would, uh, would go out on our deck and look in the window of the neighbor's house to get a peek at this dog. They certainly had some kind of, uh, they certainly had some kind of connection. So we got out there for Thanksgiving and, and these dogs, they've been running around on the beach for the last three years together and blah, blah, blah. So we get out there for, the, for Thanksgiving or after Thanksgiving. And uh, I go to my wife. Oh, my God, they're, uh, they're carrying blank. Don't want to say the dog's name. They're carrying the dog down to the beach so it could go to the bathroom. And we saw them doing that, uh, you know, I guess it was Friday. And then we saw it Saturday. And yesterday... My wife was doing some early Christmas shopping. She was out of the house. I was, uh, what was I doing? I was editing a podcast, which is out right now, by the way, if you want to check it out. Opie Radio is the name of uh, my podcast. And I'm editing, and I'm up high. I could see down, and now I see them carrying the dog down to the beach, but it's the whole family. And I'm like, oh, shit. And quickly, my, my kids notice because we see everything from our location. And they're like, what's going on, Dad? And I'm like, I, I, I don't, I try to not lie to my kids. I'm like, this doesn't look good. And the next thing you know, you could tell there's uh, sadness. You uh, could see them hugging each other. You could see them carrying the dog down to the beach. And it's raining and they're just sitting in the sand with the dog. And I'm like, oh, my God, no. And I'm like, are they, are they, uh gonna let the dog die on the beach did the vet give him something so the dog could die at home it was it was it was brutal they're crying my my kids they now notice that this is not good they start tearing up and now that my kids are crying i got moisture in my eyes we're trying to give them their privacy but it was so obvious so then uh, they hung out in the wet sand as it was raining with this dog that they had to carry to the beach, hugging each other, crying. And I'm like, oh, my God. Now they carry the dog off the beach, off the beach. And they bring it back into the house. Then I see, um, then I see the husband. Now I go to the other side of the house, and I see him preparing the car, and he's putting a giant blanket in the back seat of the car. I'm like, oh my God, my kids are a mess. I, I, now I just got tears rolling down my face. And next thing you know, I see them carry the dog out of the house. And uh, they put it in the back seat. Um, the son is just out of his mind. He goes in the back seat with the, with the dog. They get in the front seat and they, and they drive off. And I go to my kids, that's, that's the last time you're going to see Blank. They're, they're taking this dog to the vet. And we're just bummed out. I call my wife. She's in tears. Because, I mean, they're like, they're, they've been really, really good to us since we've had that house about, I don't know, a bunch of years at this point. 
So then my wife gets home. We're consoling the kids. It's just, and then it's just a terrible day. It's just rainy. It's horrible out there. I'm like, I want to get the hell out of here. I just want to go home. (laughs) And I love being at the ocean. I'm like, can we get out of here? Uh, So we're packing the car and, and we didn't notice that they came back. And all of a sudden, uh, the wife, she's beyond, I mean, beyond cool. She's like, you, you know what's going on? I go, yeah, we couldn't help help it. You know, nothing but love from my family to yours, you know? And then all of a sudden, she said, the dog rallied and is back in the house. And I'm like, What? And she's mad about it. And she loves this dog to death. They said at the the vet that it might be too early. The dog, probably in an adrenaline rush and probably some fear, rallied. And the vet felt like we can't can't put this dog down. And she's got tears in her eyes. You can see she hasn't slept in days. And she was mad because she's like... This dog is not going to make a comeback. She's like, they gave him medication, uh, gave him medication and everything. But this dog's not going to rally. It hasn't eaten in days except for some water. Um, it's got like diarrhea all the time. But they basically told us to bring the dog back home. And I'm like, that's crazy. She goes, yeah, I know. I, you know, now, uh, now, now the dog's in the house and they're, they're saying, uh, let's see what happens in 48 hours. So we're on the clock uh, to see what happens in 48 hours. But the dog is like, I believe the dog is like 14 years old. And it's a bigger dog. I think the life expectancy of that breed was about 10. So I know I got a, I got a vet or two that checked these things out. I don't understand why they would send the dog home knowing all, all the things I just told you. This story's hilarious. Great start to the week. I said it was a bad one, eh, Wall? God, you guys tried too hard. I said it was a bad one. You're gonna get you're gonna get funny stories, you're gonna get serious stories, you're gonna get sad stories. We do a little of everything here on uh, on this live stream. Great way to start off the week with the dying dog story, Scott Watson. I know I was I, I was debating even talking about it. But when we were going to, like, give our condolences and we all went in for hugs, we started hugging her. She goes, the dog rallied. It's back in the house. I'm like, oh, my God. That's crazy. Because the dog has been going downhill for, um, I don't know, since the summer easily. So I don't know what kind of rally the vet expects from this dog, sadly. Cue up Casey Kasem, uh, RJ Henry says. Yes, uh, that is crazy. Yeah, that's uh, look. I, I I wasn't sure if I wanted to. Uh, I wasn't sure if I wanted to tell the story, but look, you know, with these live streams, I, I try to talk about my life, and it's not all it's not all cotton candy. Every once in a while, it's a damn turnip. And I, I had a, a wonderful weekend. I did some fishing. I was running around. There were other dogs on the beach. Everything was great. And then the rain moved in, and then it was like I was watching some kind of uh, some kind of horror movie right in front of my eyes. The rain made it way worse, and the wind was howling a bit, and it was just cold and rainy. It was dark way before the sun went down, and this whole scene was playing out right in front of us. 
And I even apologized to her. I'm like, look, we were trying to give you your uh, privacy, you know, but uh, it was pretty hard uh, to, to avoid everything we were seeing. Did I miss something good? I was getting my daughter ready for school. No, no, man, just a basic live stream on a Monday as the sun comes up, all positive and happy, happy thoughts happening. 